Hello. Buenas noches. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos, damas y chamelanes. Welcome to our episode 15. The and we're having over. a quinceañera. For those of y'all who don't know, in our culture, when a girl turns 15, you get a quinceañera, kind of like a sweet 16, but yeah. it's called a quinceañera because we turned yeah. 15. And, and it's so basically it's, like a wedding. Basically, by it's way. crazy. But <laughs> yeah. we're going to tiaras because it's our quince episode. We're so yes. excited. We are so excited to celebrate today's episode with our amazing guest, Miss Alexandra, a.k.a. Ali Cornejo, the Ali the Librarian from Ali the Librarian Book Talks podcast. podcast. <laughs> Overall amazing librarian. Super excited to have her here today to celebrate our 15th episode. So make sure you stay tuned because it's going to be great. So should we roll that intro? Roll the intro. First of all, let me just thank you for covering me the uh, previous week when, and I'm so bummed that I missed it, uh, when Amanda Hunt was on the show, you did such an amazing job co-hosting. Like, you are just so eloquent and so wise uh, and so pure. <laughs> yes. Beautiful and soothing. Yes. You have. Yes. No, uh, and St Stephanie and I have said this before. You have the perfect voice for audiobooks and podcasting. Please like, record an audiobook in your life at some yes. point. Like, even if it's terrible, as long as you're reading it, <laughs> I'm going to love it. It's yes. my secret wish to do that. Like, it's one of my secret goals in life to record an audiobook. But covering for you was so much fun. I, I just am amazed by what you all do. Uh, with this show, lifting women up and in tech. I just, I think it's amazing. And I'm just honored to have been a part of it as a co-host. And you know, I am there for you whenever you need me. It was an absolute pleasure. And we oh, love you. you. We love having you on the show. And we're just super excited that you're here tonight. So we can celebrate you. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> She's like, yes, let's celebrate me. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. In true Wednesday fashion, we're going to start with our usual segment of What Are You Reading Wednesday? Yes. My fave. Um, do yes. I start? Am I there? Yes. Yes. You are our guest of honor. Actually, you are the reason why we're here for our quinceanera. You are the quinceanera. <laughs> you are the quinceanera. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I have this book right here. It's called A Cuban Girl's Guide to Tea and Tomorrow. And it was actually one of Reese's YA book club picks. I just yeah. got that. 
It is so sweet. Um, it is one of the cutest stories I've ever read. Reese got it right. Uh, it follows our main character, Lila Reyes, who is, um, I think she's about 18 years old. She's out of Miami, Florida, and her her family owns a big panaderia, uh, which is a bakery. Yes, oh, like my family. <laughs> she has yes, yes, Stephanie, like your family exactly. So that's Lila, and she has this gorgeous uh, Miami boyfriend who is, you know. Uh, the the toast of the town. She has a great best friend. They're both planning to uh, go to go to the University of Miami, and she's going to take over the family panaderia one day. And then everything just falls apart for her. The boyfriend breaks up with her before prom. Her best friend breaks it to her that she's not going to go to college with her. She's going to join the Peace Corps, um, and. She, all of her plans, you know, Lila's just falling apart and she goes through this depression of sorts. I don't think it's a real depression, but she gets very, very blue. And so her parents and her family decide to send her to England where her aunt lives because she married an Englishman. And she doesn't want to go. She's all about Miami. She loves the bright colors in her clothes. She loves the Cuban food. She's all about that culture. And that was her plan. That was her life plan. But they force her to go to England. And she is very resistant at first. She, uh, she texts her parents, I want to go home. I want to go home. But they say, no, no, no. You need time away. But then she meets Orion. And Orion is an English boy who introduces her to English tea and takes her around town. And her aunt owns a, a bed and breakfast where she gets to bake and she makes all her new English friends Cuban food. And she has a sweet little romance with Orion. And I don't want to give too much away, but it really is a great story of how to heal and how time heals all, all wounds. And there is light at the end of the tunnel because you really see her in a dark place and there's a way to get out of it. There are other options in life than your, than the plan that you had in mind. So oh, it's a that. I love that storyline. I can't wait to read it now. Yeah. Please a, Cuban, a Cuban girl's guide to, or what? A, to a tea, tea and tomorrow. tomorrow. To tea and tomorrow. And I keep seeing it on my feed and I always say, oh, I need to bookmark that. And then by the time I'm ready to, you know how Instagram, by the way, I hate that Instagram does that. You log in and you see something cool and then it refreshes the feed. And then it's gone. You, and then it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And that's what yeah. always happens to that book. I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll catch it next time. And I never do. I thought that was only my pet peeve. Yes, Instagram, no. you guys. Oh, it's I'm so glad. I've been on like a Latinx kick of books lately. Like I just finished Fat Chance Charlie Vega, and then literally an hour ago finished Once Upon a Quinceanera because Amanda <laughs> Amanda suggested it on our last episode. And y'all, you heard her say that bet that if mm -hmm. I didn't give this book five stars, she's gonna do an embarrassing TikTok. And you know what? Four. Ooh. Oh no. Okay, but, but oh, why? Because what what's so about it lost that start? So Once Upon a Quinceanera is good. I liked it. I did not love it. So it's about um, Carmen, 
and her name's Carmen Maria. And Carmen Maria blames a lot of her problems on other people that she got herself into. So it starts with her. Um, she didn't finish high school because she's like one credit away from graduation. And what happened was she was working for someone where they have to do like an internship and that person was sexually harassing her. So then she didn't get credit for that class. So she has to spend her summer basically earning this credit back by having an internship with this company called Dreams Come True, where they have to dress up as Disney princesses in Miami heat and go to little girls or everybody birthday parties and perform. Well, then her ex-boyfriend is the beast to her bell this summer. And this oh. ex-boyfriend made a lot of promises to her when her own quinceanera was supposed to happen. And she ended up blabbing about these things that were supposed to happen to her cousin. And so her cousin told everybody and pretty much the ex-boyfriend ghosted her. So now we're three years later in this summer where they have to work together and her cousin's quinceanera is coming up. And the dreams, which is what they call dreams come true, have to perform at this quinceanera. And the main character, Carmen, hates the cousin because she's a big spoiled brat. And the her mom, Carmen's mom, and the little girl's mom don't get along. There's so much drama in this book. Like, it felt like I was reading a novella. Normally, I'm cool with it, and I'm all about the drama, but this just felt like there was so much happening. And Carmen is very much, I love how you can tell the difference between, like, the Cuban Puerto Rican Spanish and like our Mexican Spanish because they call so yeah they say chonga instead of chola oh. and so yeah Carmen is very chonga you know she's not afraid to be who she is she wears a red lipstick lots of makeup tight clothes she's got a, a very sensual way of doing things and she just doesn't care but she she can't stop blaming other people for her problems. And so that was what bothered me, that she could not take responsibility for herself. And that's kind of what the whole book goes around, is that she has to learn how to figure out her own problems and deal, but also allow herself to see that love is actually in her life because she is completely against love. So it, it was just a lot of drama. And then the ending felt a little rushed and a little corny. So... That was it. But I, I did don't like love a it. Do it. I don't like a rushed ending. So no. I completely understand. Yeah, but it was good. And I did like the ending. It was just, eh. We'll see. I'm gonna, now I'm going to read the one you just suggested. So maybe that one will do it for me. It's so cute. And I love Amanda's TikToks. So um, I'm totally for the TikTok that she's going to do. No wait. doubt it's going to be super creative because she just comes up with the cutest little choreography. And then I find out she was on drill team or dance team or something uh -huh. like that yeah. when she was younger. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. It does like make so much sense. In the world. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, her yeah, that totally makes sense. is just off the chart. Right? Hilarious. <laughs> yes. I love her choreography. She's awesome. What are but, you reading this week, Adina? Uh, okay, so I'm sorry I didn't go Latinx <laughs> on everybody. <that> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I live in the Valley, man. Latinx is every day for me. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I honestly, 
I've just been on, we've been doing a whole bunch of homework, Stephanie we've and I. so busy with school. We've, yeah. And it's been nothing but articles and readings and I'm really trying and I'm, I'm not, I am not as consistent with reading as I used to be prior to this program. Like maybe I would read like every weekend or, you know, work gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I have a kid and that's why I wasn't here the last time. Uh, Cause you know, kids get sick and then the whole household gets sick. Well, anyway, um, finally had a chance to go to the bookstore and uh, apparently this is also an anime that's on Netflix, but I found this cute manga and I just started reading it. So I don't know everything about it, but it's about this guy who was a member of the Yakuza yes! and, le and leaves his life behind to become a house husband. So it's the way oh! of the house husband. <laughs> that sounds so good. I mean, <laughs> you should, you Ooh, should write cute. it down because I need one of you to, can I say this out loud? Yeah, somebody needs yes. to, it would be a great addition to the Mav list. <laughs> And I already nominated mine. So, but this is a really, really cute one. And I told, I told my husband, I'm like, dude, this is so you like, and even down to the sunglasses and the way he styles his hair. I'm like, you are such a house husband. Oh my gosh. No, I, I love, love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool. really neat. Yeah. And then on the back, he's like on his little bike with his little, <laughs> like his little groceries. Like, real cute. What volume yeah. is it? I'm ordering it right now. It's the first one. It's the Ooh. first one. Yeah. Right. So, um, oh, can I, we get I on just, Amazon during the show? <laughs> then I'm an order. I, mean, <laughs> I do all the time. <laughs> I'm usually <laughs> surfing. No, but uh, I just started. So, I mean, it's it's pretty neat because it's it's just kind of like getting away from all the chaotic you know, living and wanting to really settle and, you know, being at peace with yourself or, and at least that's how I'm interpreting it. Right. And it kind of reminds me of like everything that we go through day to day, you know, this, this pandemic has been so hard and there's such, uh, it, there's such difficulty behind having to separate work you know, and, and your private life and, and everything that you do somehow all of a sudden just begins to blend together. And how do you tell between the separation? And I love that they took this to such an extreme, like not just any job, no, like the fiercest <laughs> member of the, in, of the Yakuza. And then not just, you know, leaving it behind to be, no, a house husband. <laughs> like, okay. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But for anybody out there that says, you know, being a stay at home uh, wife, mom or dad, and that's not a real job. Let me tell you. Y'all, I've been a stay at home wife for the past two months and being a doctoral student and a stay at home wife and a triple dog mom. That's a lot of work. It is. Mm -hmm. like the done the dishes are never finished there's always something to cook or clean it's no I want to yeah. go back to work in person just so I don't have to worry about cleaning my own house anymore yeah 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 because yeah. because you're living and working yes you know? it yeah. never ends it, it never is. ends yeah 
But yes, I highly recommend The Way of the House Husband so Ooh. far. I'm not done with it. So I will make sure to, and I keep telling Amanda, she's like, make sure to log your reads. Or like, you know, that's what I try to do. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm the worst with Goodreads. Like I, I'm oh, the worst. I, so I will make sure, I will make sure to rate it this time. <laughs> All right, yeah. Ali. Well, you told our, our viewers a little about yourself in our last episode because you got to co-host. But for our new viewers who might not have seen last episode, tell our viewers about yourself. Okay. Um, so my name is Ali Cornejo, and I'm a high school librarian in Harlingen, Texas. That's at the very tip of Texas. It's like a stone's throw into the beautiful land of Mexico. And um, I'm an Aquarius. So that makes me aloof at sometimes. I'm aloof, but fiercely loyal. Um, I'm ecstatically married to a school counselor. So um, I'm all the books and knowledge, and he's all the fields. Yes, and he's the funniest guy in the whole wide world to me. He has such a dry Aww. humor, and I totally get it. I love it. Um, I have two beautiful children who I just Poor think are the most incredible. Uh, they're just amazing people I've that I've ever met, and um, I'm a big fan of YA lit, uh, graphic novels especially, being on the Maverick Graphic Novel Reading List Committee, and I have a penchant for tech, so oh. I, I think that's and for our viewers who don't know, Ali and her husband are like disgustingly cute. Oh, so yes. in love! It is adorable, and her kids I, are badasses. Yeah, I just her daughter love. is like. Does she do jujitsu? No, she does Cooksville One. And uh, my son and daughter are almost black belts. They have like a test to go. Uh, and they're 10 and 12. And my daughter's also a ballerina. So like she can kick ass yes, and she's very graceful. So oh, I, love I love it. it. Dude, yeah. and, I, and I love that when you speak of, and I'm totally going off on a tangent here, but when you speak of your children, you reference or you, 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 uh, you call them people, you know, oh, the yeah. best people I've ever met. It's like, yes, you know, because your children are growing into members of society and yes, mm -hmm. they are going to be people that people interact with. And, you know, yes, they're your children, but ultimately they are people. And man, Allie, did you and your husband do such a great job at raising those kids? Cause those kids are awesome. Like and I don't awesome. even, I, I, yeah. And beautiful. I haven't met them in person yet. And I hope after all this, we get to hang out, but yeah. Man, your kid, and oh, I, I just love how in love your husband is with you. It is, oh, I'm I'm a I'm a romantic. Like I I believe in love. I believe in lasting love. You know, and oh my goodness, yeah, you guys are so cute. Oh, uh, I see the love between you and your Oscar. We have <laughs> both of our husbands are named Oscar, <laughs> which I think I love it. And um, and yes, it, it's he's I I would like to think he's super in love with me, and I am super in love yeah. with him. But you know, it marriage is a it's a tough thing to go into every single day and raising people and trying to make sure they're well rounded, well read know their tech, you know, uh, you're trying to do that at, at, at work with your students and doing it at home with your kiddos. And, yes. you know, it's a tough thing. And I'm really lucky to go through this adventure with him because Aww. he's really That is so cute. I love how you mentioned how our husbands have the same name, but check this out. Stephanie and I, 
our husbands have the same birthday. Yep. So crazy. It is so weird. Yeah. It is. Wow. So and I yeah. noticed on Facebook that I was really yeah. confused. I was like, wait, I thought it was Oscar's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> birthday. Yeah. Yeah. They have the same birthday. And I'm like, this is how I know you We're all are. Be. Yeah. Meant to be this There's whole situation like here. Connection between us. There is a connection. <laughs> I love it's it. It's a very strong connection. Um, hilarious. Yeah. Well, okay. <clears throat> to go back to our little quince festivities. Um, we grew up in the valley alley. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stephanie. Okay. You guys are, you know, San Benito, Harlingen. I grew up in Mission, McAllen. Um, you know, in the valley, quinceañeras are a huge thing down here. And I mean, Main Street is filled in McAllen with shops for dresses, for quinceañeras, bodas. I mean, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah. And they're gorgeous. Yes, they gorgeous. are gorgeous. They've really like progressed since I was. Yes. I mean, you know, no, like, yes. The drama. After we hear Ali's story, I have to tell you the drama of my quince. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh, okay. Sorry. Now that we're on the topic of dramas, okay. It is our Kinsa episode. So what was your and I that has nothing to do with tech, but I I, you know, we're we're gonna have some fun today. So what did you have a quinceanera? What was it like if you had one? Well, I didn't, but I was part of many quinces. Um <laughs> I didn't have a quince because I'm just like an introvert and the thought of parties terrified me. And they still do. Um so something that's focused on me. I, I, it just terrified the heck out of me. So I didn't want to do that. But my family has a tradition where the women in my family at, at 15 years old, we take professional portraits. So my Ooh. grandmother had one done. My mother had one done. My sister had one done. And so did I. So, I mean, it's getting your makeup done at the at the Dillard's makeup counter, getting a fancy dress, not a quinceanera dress, but, you know, going to a professional photographer. And I'm sure it included, like, a fancy dinner or something. But I didn't mm -hmm. have a quince. But I was part of many other quinces for my friends. And I was partnered up with a chambelan. And I had a fancy dress that we all had the same dress of. We, it's kind of like bridesmaids. It's mm -hmm. really weird. And uh, we, I danced to that song by Cheyenne at every single concert. <laughs> I wish I knew the words to sing it, but it goes, da -na 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 right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I must have been part of like six, no doubt. Um, yeah, at least six. And uh, they were all blessed, you know, but I think, and I did have the option to have a quince, but I rejected it because I'm just, I don't know. I wasn't about that life. But looking back, I think I would. And uh, if my daughter wants one, then we'll just have to make the biggest fuss and both of you are invited, of course. <laughs> we better be. <laughs> I Absolutely. need to hear your drama because uh, so the drama. Okay. Yeah, the dramas. So when I was 15, I was a freshman in high school and I was completely against quinceañeras. Not because I'm I'm all about parties where everything is about me. Like I love it. But I was one of those like emo wannabe scene girls and I was like I don't want that. I don't want it like being up in the hell, right? So then one of my really good friends had a quinceañera. 
And it was my first one I had ever been to. And I saw how beautiful the dress was and called my mom at the quince. And I was like, I want that. I want the dress. And she was like, well, you only get the dress if you have a quince. And I was like, well, then we're doing it. This was two weeks before my 15th birthday. Oh, my goodness, Stephanie. So that weekend, my mom says, all right, then we're going to do it right. We're going to go to Mexico and find you a dress. So, you know, we crossed the border because back then in 2004, you still could without worrying about getting shot or, you know, taken. And without a passport. Yeah. And so we went, you know, we got the lunches. We went and bought my dress. It was gorgeous, you guys. It was white with purple butterflies everywhere. It was beautiful. Oh, loved it. Got fitted, paid for it y todo. And the lady says, come back in a week and I'll have it um, altered and ready for you. Okay. Now we're one week away from my quinceanera, right? My mom has now booked the hall. We've got a DJ. We've got a limo. I've got all my damas and their escorts ready to go, right? We've got a week. We find out the lady no longer owns the shop. And she's gone, like gone. So we have one oh week now to figure out just, where did our money go? But where, what are we going to do about my dress? So now my mom, oh, no. now we're going to go to downtown McAllen and hope that someone has a dress in your size that cannot need to be altered that we can just take. Thank God, by some miracle, we went to a dress shop downtown McAllen, had this gorgeous purple dress. It was the first one I saw and took it home and there we were. But it was absolute insanity for that last week leading up to it because it was just, we didn't know it was going to happen and just hoping everything came together. But in the end it did and it was so much fun and it it was a very small but an intimate and super hilarious memory now that I can look back and be like, my mom put an entire quinceanera together in two weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What drama. Your heart must have just like fallen out of your butt when you found (laughs) out that she was gone. The dressmaker. No idea. You would have been so upset. Oh my gosh! Honestly, I don't even remember. One of the craziest pieces. Yeah, I don't even remember how I felt. I just remember now, like when I see the pictures, I'm so glad I wore the purple dress instead because it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It was meant to be. It It was was meant to be. Yeah. So, Ellie, you've told us about your life, about who you are, about your quince, not quince. What was your (laughs) Last life before you were a librarian. It's really odd. Um, it's like a capirotada of like a lot of things, and that's Capirotada. that's like a Mexican dessert. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's a Mexican dessert that has like all sorts of like ingredients that have nothing to do with each other. Like raisins, all random. Yes, like, bread. so good. Yeah, it's really odd. But I love it. Um, so um, I guess I'll start with college. I was a history major. And we talked about this earlier today. It's so funny. I was a history major and I got an associates in business. And I got an associates in business because the company I worked for would pay for part of my tuition if I got a degree in business. So I was like, oh, look for it. So um, it's an odd combo. 
Um, and while I was going to school, I was a waitress and a bartender. I was a terrible bartender, terrible. So I over poured or I under poured. No, it was just terrible. So I was a better waitress. And then while I was working as a waitress, um, I got asked by one of the bands that that performed at the bar that I worked at. They asked me to sing for them. <clears throat> so I sang in a band for about a year. Yeah, I was a, I was a lead singer and I sang things like Paulina Rubio and Shakira and Selena. And um, it was one of the funnest times that I ever had, but it took all my weekends and I yeah. made like no money from it. Um, it was working all the local bars and dives, but, um, and it was interfering with school. So I quit after a year, but it was, it was a great experience. And I know that's not really what you hear from, from a librarian, but I had a wild past. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I always thought, you know, you're, you're so prim, you're so proper. You're so classy. And then it's like, yeah, I was at the bars at <laughs> singing Shakira. Singing Shakira. <laughs> and I played the tambourine. So that's, uh, that's right. I, I played instruments. You and I, I think we even went down like a rabbit hole of like Spanish pop bands that we liked. And you're like, yes, I sang that too. I'm like, oh my God. This is why I'm in love with you. You understand all the Spanish pop rock references. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. And I have like a Pandora station dedicated towards Me that. too. <laughs> Me too. I love it. I love it. It's so fun. Especially like 90s Spanish yes. rock, rock rock, right? Oh, man. My sister and I were in love with La Ley. Right? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, Yes. Yes. Or, mm -hmm. before they were before they were obviously at the and then like Gaba, and it's like which one do you like better? Ove, oh my God. Like <laughs> no, here we are speaking out. I know. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that's what we did. Uh that's the kind of music that we sang, and it was so much fun. But I had to grow up eventually. I had to start adulting. So yeah. I actually worked at a call center selling ATT long distance. I was like the classic telemarketer and I loved it. I got cussed out every night by random people, but I was a really good salesperson. So I always made my quota and I eventually like climbed the company ladder and became a client services manager, which is a job that I still don't understand what the hell it entails to today. I BS my way through it. Um, so, uh, but during that job, I got, I went through alternative certification to become a teacher because I felt I needed to mold young minds. And uh, I got a job as a fifth grade teacher. And I tell you that first day, I, I literally like sobbed and cried in my car at the end of the day. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> it was... <laughs> I felt like it was the worst decision I ever made. I need to go back to the job that I don't understand because that was better than what I'm doing now. And I think it has to do with alternative certification. It doesn't prepare you for the teaching job, but how can it? You just need to be on the job to learn it. It's nothing against alternative certification. It's just you need on the job experience. And that's what student teaching does. And you don't have that with, with all the cert. So, uh, Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. We haven't been student teaching for two semesters. No, and you have zero with alternative certification. And that is, I mean, you're being thrown into the deep end. That's why I ended up crying at the end of my, at the end of the day. And I didn't have coffee that morning. So it was just a rest of the semester. (laughs) But I feel so bad for the students that had me that first year of teaching. But I guarantee like every year after that got so much better. And I eventually fell in love with teaching. Um, I taught fifth grade for four years. And then I taught middle school for three years as an English teacher. And um, and then I, I would take my classes all the time to the library um, as an English teacher. And that's when, you know, I would look at the librarian and think to myself, that's what I need to be doing. Um, I love teaching, but I think that's what I need to do. So I went to Sam Houston, got my degree in library science, and my dreams came true. And now Yay. I'm living Yeah. So and we're all Sam Houston grads. Boop, boop. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We definitely are. Uh, I'm kind of sad that your alternative certification, well, you know, that was your experience because the one that I went to on this side of the valley, mm-hmm. I loved, I loved my program. I feel like. Really? Yeah. So. Our, my instructor, actually, uh, my husband and I, well, Oscar and I, we did the certification program together. And our instructor at the time was a principal who is now the superintendent of McKellen ISD. So, Dr. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and man, back then, oh gosh, I hope I'm in trouble for saying this, but both Oscar and I were like super in love with him. <laughs> we're like, he's so smart. Like, he was just, that I remember thinking sitting in the, the evening classes, this is the type of leader I want to be. This is the type of educator I want to be. This is how dynamic I want to be. And I feel like if had I had I had a different instructor during that time, I don't think I would have been as motivated. So uh, and I and I mean, I doubt he'll ever watch this, but like Dr. Gonzalez, <laughs> you <laughs> really inspired Oscar and I to like, pursue education. And at the time it was just, you know, I was doing it because I thought I wanted to be a counselor. Anyway, that's like a whole story altogether. And um, yeah. So yeah, I really, I really think though, I really think though, had you been in the same program that I was in, I think maybe your perceptions would have been a little different, but yeah. Anyway, I don't I know mean, if you go around, but yeah. Yeah. Um, with the program. Yeah. I don't know. Um, alternative certification, maybe it's just a, a luck of the draw there, depending on which one you join. I had a lot of, there was a lot of great leaders that they had brought in to teach us. And maybe I just was too confident and thought I got this and I realized I don't got this. Um, I don't know, but it was a pretty bad first year, but it got way better exponentially year after year i just needed that on the job experience but i feel like that's how it is for all teachers your first year just sucks it's hard you don't know what you're doing you've got even with you know i was i my mom will tell everybody i've been teaching since i was three i would pull classes (laughs) of stuffed animals or imaginary people and teach anyone i could like i and when it's funny because when i go into interviews i tell people like i never intended to leave the classroom i've always wanted to teach and 
you know, at A&M, we were, as an education major, we, again, had to do two semesters of student teaching. And after, you know, you think you know what you're doing, and then you go to your first year, and you're like, what? How? I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It's just complete trash here. Like it's yeah, terrible. it is. It's a trash year, unfortunately. Um, and I, I also know. learned a very... I learned the important lesson that you can't be yes. friends with your yeah. students. You have, it's, it's being their teacher and their friend are two very different things and you can't be their friend. No, you have to, yeah. You can love them and you can help them and guide them, but no, they're not your friends. Not it's, your a, friends. it's a tough line to, to work. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to make this seem like my first year was awesome. It was horrible. I, I started midway I started like in March. Yeah, I started in March of 2010 and I was a permanent sub and those kids had a revolving door of subs mm. the entire year. And I remember at the end of the year, I was just like sobbing every single day. I was like also questioning why I even went into education. And my principal at the time was like, next year, I know exactly where I'm putting you. Like right now, it's because we really need someone in the subject area because the kids don't have anyone. He's like, just I promise you'll have the kids at the beginning of the year. You're going to be teaching ELA. And I was like, man, I don't know. I'm ready to peace out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is no, man, this isn't my cup of beer. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, we made no, it. Yeah, guys. You yeah, we did. Yeah, actually, the that that first official official class that I had from the beginning of the year, man, I loved those kids. Those kids were awesome. I gosh, I love those kids. And to think that they're already adults freaks me out. Like I've been doing this a while now, and I thought my plan was like just two years. Yeah, no, it's like year eleven. <laughs> yeah. The, so, the years build up real quick. Yes, they yeah. do. They do. I think they my really first do. group of yeah, my first group of second graders are seniors this year, and it hurts my heart oh, every year. I can't. I can't. I think maybe. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. I just know that the kids that I taught sixth grade math to a couple years ago, I think, are about to graduate. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't do math right now. I'm tired. But yeah, just thinking that my little sixth grade babies that I taught math to who could not even figure out their life or their locker combination or how their backpack works are well, they're driving. Yeah. <laughs> and they're about to go into the world like, oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. so we've heard about Ali's background and what her life was like and her teaching experiences. So now that you're a librarian, you are quite the busy woman. You're in all kinds of advocacy committees. You're part of the Maverick Committee. You, you're you just in everything. Dude, how do you balance being media virtual presence winner, being in all your associations, and being a mom and a good person? Like, how do you balance <laughs> all of that? Uh, oh, man. Um... Having an extraordinary husband, I think, is my secret weapon. Uh, the man lifts me up every single day. He tells me everything I need to hear when I feel insecure or I'm feeling gross. Uh, takes the kids when I need to focus, which was especially helpful during library school. He never says, like, I don't think you can take on another thing. Like, he never says that. He always says, yeah, whatever you feel like you need to do, I'm right there with you, you know? 
So uh, I, although I don't think our marriage can survive another year of Maverick Committee with all the books, one thing he cannot stand <laughs> is clutter. And man, those books build up. So uh, yeah, I'm on my last year of Maverick. So we're going to survive. <laughs> And my kids are pretty awesome too because they, you know, they know that all of us in our little family, we all have our own passions, we all have our own pursuits, and they they respect that. So they're really understanding. Um, oh, I love them so much. Um, and also, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention this, the RGV Library Squad. Oh, you're so yes. sweet. <laughs> Having a support system in place to tell you that you're a badass librarian is everything in the whole wide world. And you know, for those who don't know, the library squad is made up of these three people on the show and Ms. Velia Garcia. And, um, and everybody's adopted in, right? But um, you know, it, it is everything in the whole world. And it's not only our squad, it's all of us librarians on Twitter, you know, we're such a supportive group of one another. We're always sharing best practices. We're always giving each other props. Um, I think it's the support that I receive from, from my colleagues on Twitter, from you all, from my family. Um, I, I'm very lucky that I don't have anybody pulling me down. Everybody always wants to lift me up. And I try to pay that forward and I try to do that to others. I try to lift you all up. I try to lift uh, people on Twitter up, my children, my husband, because Lord knows he has his own stuff going on. But, you know, we all do the best we can. And I think that's that's also part of being just a good person all around. Right. So um, that's how I do it. And I'm exhausted every night. The moment my hit, my, my head hits the pillow, like... I'm out. <laughs> so it's exhausting, but it's so exhilarating. And if we don't do it now, when? Right? Yeah. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. And so both you of you, both of you are definitely the reason why I even consider joining a reading list committee. And I had always told Stephanie, Stephanie was like, join, join, join. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like that sounds like a lot of work and a lot of time. It is. And, yeah. <laughs> and I mean so much it, fun. Yeah, it, it is. is fun. It really it's is rewarding. Fun. To put yeah. together a list for that you know people are going to look at and it's going to guide their purchases mm -hmm. uh, for those library budgets that are very small mm -hmm. and uh, they have to be really selective of what they purchase. I think our lists add a lot of value to yeah. those decisions. Yeah. So I think being part of a reading list committee is one of the best things you could be a part of if you're willing to make the commitment. So for those librarians out there, if you're considering signing up for a reading list committee, you know, please consider it because it is very rewarding. It's a lot of work, but the reward is phenomenal. So much fun too. Yeah, yeah definitely. So you've told us about all the things, but you've recently told us about one of your big goals. And <laughs> I've always known like since the year that we met when we were baby librarians and you were fangirling at TLA when we ran into Tamiko Brown and you stopped and went, oh, you're Tamiko Brown. And I was like, who the heck is this person? And and Allie goes, this is Tamiko Brown. She's school library journal librarian of the year. And I'm like, yes. excuse me. I don't even know what that is. And you just, and that was when I knew like, 
in my head, I was like, this bitch is going to do some big things. <laughs> and I don't even know what they are. So you told us that you want to be TLA president. I love it. So talk oh to us. About well, this is, uh, this was supposed to be under wraps, but, but that's okay. That's all right. Well, we um, campaign now. Yes. Oh, that's I'll true, right? The the president. <laughs> we got to make signs, girls. Yeah. Um, yes. I have a well, cricket machine. And you just make whatever I make. I'll make, I'll make cups. I'll make buttons. <laughs> so this is a long-term goal of mine um, because I would love to advocate for our profession from the top seat, right? The loudest seat that the state of Texas has for librarians. And um, I want to shout to the world, you know, you see these Texas librarians, this is what they're doing. They're changing the world. They're the beating heart of a school. The, our students' lives will never be more richer without their presence, you know? Um, so don't count us out. And that's what I want to tell the world. It, it would be an honor to serve in that position one day. And um, and I'm not ashamed of, of that being one of my goals. You know, we got to dream big. And if I don't reach it, that's perfectly fine. At least I strived for it. And um, I just, you know, I'm not ashamed of, 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 dream, of dreaming big, especially when I want to advocate for the best profession in the whole wide world. And I love, and I love that that's where you're coming from. Because often when people, uh, I don't know, I don't know if this is just perceptions that people have, or you know, oh, you want to do this, you want to do that. You know, what do you get out of it? It's like, what do I, what do we get out of it? Nothing. What do we all get out of it? What do we all get? What do we yeah. get to do as what do that? We get to do, yeah. I mean, you act as a voice on behalf yeah. of all of us, and that is yes yeah very powerful but also very humbling to be part mm -hmm. of that experience to be part of the narrative the narrative that you help create in shaping other people's views about librarianship because i still yeah. get asked I all read all day? All, 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 yes i i, I, I and i'm proud to say i have a lot of things on my cv now but i still get asked did you ever teach like, yes, I am a certified educator. <laughs> like, you know, I have friends, though. Well, we're not friends, but I've worked with people who are certified librarians who got their certification from outside of Texas. Hmm. Um, for example, there is a state where, I don't even want to say it, but it, the, one of the people I've worked with got her certification in Colorado. And she did not have to teach and it was very apparent mm. when I worked with her that she had not been a teacher because you can tell people who are, who have their heart in it because they were teachers and people who want to better students more than the ones who, you know, they want to show what they can do. And yeah, we all want to show off what we can do, but at the end of the day, it's that we're doing it for the kids because we know what they can do and how we want them to excel. And with the little bit that we get to share with them. So I think it's important that people know that in Texas, librarians are teachers first, and that's yeah. what we do. We teach, yeah. we teach digital, digital literacy, we teach research, we teach media literacy, we teach everything because we work with everyone. And I, I'm, I'm very 
humbled and excited and I want to cry a little bit because I'm so proud of you, Allie. Ah, uh, thanks, Stephanie. I mean, we were baby librarians together and I don't think I could have been a baby librarian with anybody else. You, you and I, we just stuck together like peanut butter and jelly and... I, I we got through it, girl. Like for that it first year, that it was a scary year because you and I were both new to the profession, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just remember we just took the bull by the horns, right? So we, we went for it. I remember when we awesome. we were planning our first TLA conference, yeah. and they said, "Who wants to room Definitely. together?" And I said, "I'm rooming with Allie," and we barely knew each other. <laughs> but it was so much fun, and it's it's just been such a great ride since then. Yeah. I wish I wish I had been there, but it's no, been awesome to. Well, you know, but I don't even remember how we met. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but all I know is that I love I love collaborating with you all, and I know that we came from different districts, and we're all in our different, you know, spaces. And um, but we text every day, all day. And, and if it's not about ideas, it's about motivation mm -hmm. it's about reassurance it's just care it, yeah a support system even something as simple as where did you get your lipstick <laughs> or what makeup are you wearing what makeup are you wearing yeah <laughs> and sharing the amazon link to our tiaras <laughs> i love it <laughs> But All right. well, as much fun as this has been, you have to wrap it up soon. So Ali, tell our viewers where they can find you after today. Yes. And please mention your sessions. Yes. This week, because it's TLA week and we want everyone to know what you are presenting. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm presenting in three sessions. The first one is with the Maverick Committee. We are telling the public of, of some of our favorite star star uh, choices. I think those are the ones that made into, into the session. But mm -hmm. we came out with a fantastic list for 2021. So I'm really excited to put that out there. And um, my second session is an author panel, my first author panel with three really great authors, um, E. Lockhart, uh, Alessandra Narvaez Varela. She is a debut author who is just amazing and wrote a novel in verse, which you'll have to watch the session to find out more. And Sarah Everett, who is who wrote my favorite novel right now, which is called Some Other Now. Everyone has to go read it. It'll give you all the feels in the whole wide world. Um, and then my third session is my favorite in the whole wide world to give because it's with one of my lib besties, the Lisby librarian, Miss Stephanie Galvan Russell, and it is called, but I don't know how to book talk. So we've given this presentation before. Uh, we've even given this presentation by ourselves, like separately in, in conferences, but it's always better, way better together. Oh, so um, I'm really excited to do that session again together. And one day we got to do a session all together yes. at TLA or at yes. TCA, wherever. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, so are, I know, <laughs> question mark. Well, well, we have thrown a whole camp, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
the TLA sessions and where you can find me, you can find me at AllieTheLibrarian.com or you can find me on Twitter at, at Allie underscore Cornejo or Allie the Librarian on Facebook or Instagram. Yay. I don't have a Snapchat. Uh, what else do I have? I don't know. Those okay. are the main ones. Yeah. Oh, and I have a podcast. Oh, and I have a TikTok. Yeah, you're right. So I have a podcast wherever podcasts are listened to. Allie the Librarian Book Talks. And I have made five whole TikToks. Go Yay. check them out at Allie the Librarian. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Allie, for being on our show and celebrating our 15th episode with us. Our quinceanero was awesome. <laughs> I love you so much and you're doing great things and you're always such a wonderful support and you're such a wonder, but you know what? Ultimately you're just such a great friend, Allie. And, and great person. And a great person. And we are so lucky to, to be a part of your life and, you know, and you a part of ours. It's, it's, it's been great. <laughs> I'm the lucky one. I listen down. No, I'm the lucky one. I'm just, you girls got me through COVID uh, with our group chat. And um, for that, I'll forever be thankful. It's hard not to cry, but, you know, it's, it's, it was when, it was a really tough time. And, um, you know, we have our family and we, we have our, our friends, but we, we talked every single day you know, and uh, about library stuff, about life stuff, about fears, about dreams. And, you know, it's just been one of the most valuable friendships of my life. So I will give you that, an ode to the squad right oh now. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> right? Like, thanks, Allie. I Jeez. know. <laughs> Oh, Allie. I'm not crying. You're crying. I, love you I know. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, but <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> not to get all mushy. Get together, <laughs> but uh, this, just let this be a demonstration of and an example of how important a support system can be. You know, I don't think I could have made it with without you all either. And yes, I'm absolutely. So fortunate. True. Yeah, to have that ongoing communication with you all because you guys really are my family. I consider you guys as my sisters, as my soul sisters. So I love you guys. I but love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> all right, everybody. Yes. Well, we are at the end of our quinceanera and we are so happy that you were able to join us today. And by all means, if there's anything that you need uh, during TLA week, especially make sure to reach out to us at Lispy Librarian, at Q the Librarian, at Allie underscore Cornejo or Allie the Librarian. Honestly, you could just type in Allie the Librarian and it'll pop up. Um, because there's some amazing sessions that we're all a part of and please make sure to save those to your content schedules. We would love to see you there, but make sure to hype up our 15th episode by retweeting, liking, following our uh, podcast channels, our YouTube channels, our Facebook page, just about everything. So uh, yeah. Is yeah. there anything else we got to say? <laughs> our, our thing that we say. Ah, all right. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, don't forget stay positive, to stay positive and test negative. <laughs>
Bye, Bye. guys.